Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is part two of the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast with the amazing Dale Pinnock, medicinal chef. Yay! We've got you back. Yes, yes. Good old uh, technical hitches. Do you do know, don't you, that now Jenny and I are going to dial you in on Skype every single day of the lockdown just so we can <laughs> chat to you? <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? It's like, I think everyone's doing that kind of stuff. And also there's that house party app as well, isn't there? That everyone's yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. People on that. And yeah, they're, um, yeah, we've had a Zoom assembly with 100 <laughs> kids. Well, that was quite good. The only Zoom I know is just one look and in the <laughs> Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Like Fat Larry's band, wasn't it? Yeah, Fat Larry. Well done. You're <laughs> the same generation. Oh, yeah. Great song. I've actually got that on here. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> good, good call. I might listen to uh, that in the garden afterwards, you know. You what? I might listen to that in the garden afterwards. Yeah, go for it. Just just relive all those moments back in the summer. And then you've got summer, summer, summertime. That one was always a good one back in the day. But you know what? My 19-year-old, she's got all those. It's like, Mum, have you ever heard this before? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember what it was in the show. Yeah. You're so behind. Yeah, she's like, oh, right, okay. And I was like, yeah, and I can sing along with her now, second time around, because I know all the words. And the actions. <laughs> anyway, why are we here again? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it's it's the, the second episode is the tangent episode. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a tangent person. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what bit we got up to. I'm not sure. I can't remember. We did, well, why don't we do... I just thought, um, should we talk about the... Um, the fact uh, people's... Because this is... Maybe this is a little bit later, but maybe the fact that... Uh, we're always just saying that people's attitude for food is changing, but do you think mm. what's happening now will have a significant effect? Because I think people are, people I know, are actually thinking about food a lot more, or something like that. I, well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I think potentially they are. I think, um, I think really because what we're being faced with, we're kind of being forced to think differently and actually start to starting to think about how what we is going to impact our you know, susceptibility to things, how we feel being stuck indoors. You know, we know that if we're eating lots of stodgy stuff, although saying that, I mean, a lot of people I speak to, they seem to be trying to eat healthier, but then, you know, obviously McDonald's closed its doors, didn't it, the other day. Did you see any of the footage of people like queuing around the blocks to get their last McDonald's? It's just like, really? But you know what? Whenever you pass one, they're always busy, aren't they? So if you go to the, say, before all this happened, you go into the supermarket at like, I don't know, 11 in the morning, 12, and you'll see a queue through the drive-thru any day, a mile long. And I always think, oh, my God. I mean, they are raking it in. They have. It's pretty unbelievable, isn't it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just they're very they're so popular. What what is um but but what's your guilty pleasure? Just going off piece a little bit because we all have to have it, even though we're all very obviously yeah. conscious about My yeah. guilty pleasure. Yeah, food. Um, yeah. 
I, <laughs> uh, Keep it clean. Or don't, you don't have to. Definitely, definitely a nice red wine. A really oh, nice okay. wine. Yeah, some, something like an Amarone or um, a good Pomerol or something like that. Lovely jubbly. Oh, now, why should I feel guilty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, no, no, don't feel guilty. Hey. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's just, it's, okay. yeah, it's just, well, it's just one of life's pleasures. And um, you know, there's certainly plenty in the garage at the minute in this uh, in this crazy time. Uh, and then probably other than that, it would be a pizza, but not. I mean, I I hate the real the sort of crappy takeaway pizzas that are about 12 inches thick of white bread and are basically glorified cheese on toast i like the proper italian pizzas where you've got a lovely thin base and yeah i mean you know vegetable toppings like some spinach and red onion and pesto and all that good stuff yeah cut of anchovies boom oh god yeah what about you uh um cheese because i don't i'm not yeah so i'm not drinking um at all and i don't want to and i haven't drank for quite a long time now um so as it would have probably mine would have probably been like yours red wine it used to be or port um like the old back that i am yeah (laughs) um cheese really good cheese cheese brie I love brie and I think blue cheese. cheese. Blue cheese, oh, yeah. I like your dish, you oh, know, with oh. the um, boiled eggs and blue cheese and chicken. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favourite lunches that oh, I do from your book. Salad, yeah. Amazing. It's, I like the really, really strong blue cheese. I mean, if, if it makes your face pulsate, then it's like a really good <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it is like that, yeah. yeah. Oh, what and about you, Jen? For me, uh, I just... Mm, for guilty pleasure, I'd probably say uh, uh, a curry. But you can get good curries now, so it's not oh, really... Oh, yeah, vegetable dance, based on lentils and stuff like that. Happy yeah. day. But I like a good, you know, then I'll, then I'll sort of like ease over to the naan bread bit. That That's oh, like that proper yeah. there, because that's full of shit, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, we're talking guilty pleasure, so that's it for me. Just scoop it up and then shove it down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jenny revealed something to me before you came online, which I had no idea about. She was actually on MasterChef. Did you see her on that? <laughs> Really? And what? apparently wow. she got she got knocked out because she abused John Tarote. <laughs> I can understand that. I was on, <laughs> so it was Celebrity Master Chef and I think I was with Colin Jackson, you know the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and uh, I blacked it. I dealt I because I'm gonna talk about this seriously in a moment about how you can adapt with recipes. Cause I'm not a great person for having a set sort of recipe or whatever to follow. Yeah. I've never got all the ingredients in. I'm like, eh. so I just make what I can with what I've got in. But anyway, so I got asked to do it and it was kind of like I was set up to do it. And I was like, I can't cook. My friend came around, gave me like five basic things to do, blah, blah, blah. And so I went on the show and um I blagged the first bit where you just choose your, because that was me, you choose your ingredients, don't you? You make what you want. So that was brilliant. So I did it, boom, put the plate down. John Trice went, Jenny, this is amazing. And I was like, can't cook. But I went, oh, thank you. Anyway, so I I sort of like missed a a level and went straight to go and cook at Harvey Nichols for like uh, at the brasserie or whatever. Couldn't, never done risotto before. And uh, it was fine though. I did about 100 risottos. Then we got back in the studio and uh, we were just all hanging around our little, uh, you know, our little cooking sections. And I went, he, put, he took his hands out, this John Tarot, he took his hands out of his jeans and they were blue. And I went, cheap jeans. You've got, you got your jean dye on the 
on your hands. Where'd you get those from? And he went, they cost me £300 actually, Jenny. I went, oh, it's just a joke. Anyway, next round with Colin Jackson, out. <laughs> yeah. You'd do that, would you? What, what, year, what year was that? Oh, so on oh, my age, it could have been circa, oh. circa late, no, oh no, circa mid 2000. So maybe 2007 or something like oh, that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I, weirdly, one of one of my pet hates is competitive cookery shows. Do you not like MasterChef? No, no. Oh, I, I love I think, it. It sucks the joy out of it. I think it turns it into into pretentious claptrap. I'm enjoying this. You see, I found it so strange. I should have enjoyed that show and just gone in there and gone. Oh, you know, I'm just I'm just going to go for it and just enjoy the experience and make. Who knows? I might learn something, but. But I didn't. I was. Everyone was so stressed, and everyone was actually trying to get knocked out. Yeah. I was with Trish oh. Prendergast. was hilarious. She couldn't wait to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this isn't right. This hasn't been good. Um, and I think you're right. It, it's get. And for people watching, does it not have like a negative effect on them? Because I'm like, I can't do. That. Well, it just makes me hungry. I just have to go and raid the cupboards after yeah. I've watched it. That's all it. Does. But I quite like it. I mean, I, I, there's, there's two people that I really like, um, love to watch. Obviously, Jamie. I, I think Jamie's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, he's I, real and he's not in competition. No, he's, 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 good. he's a good guy, is Jamie. Got a lot of time for him. Um, Nigel Slater as well. Oh, I love him. Yes. <sighs> Watchable day. Yes, I love his blueberry cake. It's fab. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got such a nice way about him as well. He's just uh, pottering around in his garden and just throwing things together that's in the fridge. It's great. He's got, did you watch the thing they did a few years ago? It's an adaption about his life, his childhood, yes. and I thought it was fab. Lemon meringue, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. He is. He's so nice. Oh. So you see, when you talk about Jamie Oliver, for example, and, and recipes and all the rest of it, he's the type of guy that I'd watch because I think, well, you know, he's like, bish, bash, bosh, you haven't got that, use this. And I think sometimes you have to feel like you can do that and it, you that's can the secret success that's why he became as big as he did because he demystified cooking for for most people yeah you know he, he showed people that and, and you know and that's and that's and that's how it should be really it, it doesn't have to be complicated you don't have to create a cordon bleu masterpiece it's really quite easy to cook decent food if you get over the fear and just try it and just experiment and just mess around. And, you know, part of part of the learning curve is buggering things up with everything. But um, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, confidence in substitution. And it works in football as well. <laughs> <laughs> She's had a red wine before we recorded this. Yeah, here we She's go. been on it with the antibiotics yeah. this morning. <laughs> Mixing right, it up. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Go on. Um, did you know the whole thing about um, not being able to drink on antibiotics is was actually started as a rumour during the syphilis outbreak? They were telling people not to drink alcohol because um, they were trying to treat syphilis. People were basically getting pissed on gin, um, shagging down alleyways, and that was spreading... Oh. And when they actually had um, the antibiotics, the rumour started going out that if you drink on antibiotics, it will actually make you very, very unwell. So actually try and curb the syphilis outbreak. So there you go. It's not even true then. So you can drink when you're on them. Pop it, Jen. Tell me now, after 12 days of hell, and and so by the way, everybody, I was not taking antibiotics because I had syphilis. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh, but that's pretty interesting. Okay, okay. So there we go. Uh, 
So you have useless information. Well, not really. It was very useful to me about two weeks ago. Let me tell you. (laughs) One thing I have noticed since last time we spoke is that um, I have definitely found the odd farm shop. um, Because I think we're all, you know, I've tried to avoid the big supermarkets now. Mm. Um, So I've gone down the road of the farm shop recipe. Because yeah. that's where I'm going. Um, and some are good, you know, some are quite wide and varied, others not. So, um, you know, that, it, it, it's quite, it's funny because it, because you're sort of um, restricted a little bit more. I've been, been a bit more dependent on my condiments to, yes. to mix stuff up. Yeah, and that's, that, that's it. I mean, it kind of makes you more creative as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when when there's not that abundance of choice, it makes you kind of think. Oh, what could I what could I pair this with? How could I match that up? And um, yeah, it kind of be essentials. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, your pantry essentials for those sort of if you've got lesser items. Because- uh, now this is a really good thing actually. I mean, in this obviously in this kind of climate, there are a few th- key things that I think everyone should definitely have on hand. And something that we've got loads of actually tinned beans. And we're not talking baked beans here. We're, to- we're talking black beans. We're talking cannellini beans, butter beans, anything like that, because they're. I mean, the cheapest chips, they're very, very versatile. You can use them in so many different types of dishes, from curries to chilies to um, even even kind of Mediterranean-type dishes. They're really, really rich in protein. They've got loads of zinc in them. Zinc is vital for um, supporting the health of the immune system. I think we discussed that last time. Yeah. Uh, lots of B vitamins as well that are important for actually turning food into energy. So they're a really good, versatile ingredient. And not that many people have been buying them i mean you try and get a can of baked beans in the supermarket and you know you, you you probably have to get it off ebay for about 400 quid but you kind of bog standard chickpeas things like that everyone's passing them well. by they're such great staples right well you're the more of a chef than me so kelly do you uh what's in your pantry then oh, i have all things like that i made my own homemade hummus the other day with chickpeas i love mixed beans that you get um and again, God, I sound like such a super fan, but you're a tortilla wrap with the spinach and beans and the cheese, you know, in the grill. I forgot oh, what it's called. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, one yeah. of my favourite lunches when I've trained. It's, oh, and I'm really so hungry good. and it it's takes really nothing good. to cook. I'll, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I always have tin beans in. I'm all stalker, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love his food. Outside. <laughs> so good sorry but yeah so i do i have all of that stuff and then and then i make my own like chilies and things so always have beans and things like that in tinned beans and also you can make your own baked beans and it's they're so much nicer than that sugar and yeah i hate the tin stuff my husband loves all that shit but i (laughs) i like making my own i think it tastes so much better (laughs) <laughs> always always so, always always you know we we can become quite sluggish and sort of like energy levels i mean you know we're all sort of trying to exercise here there and everywhere and every which way we can um but are there certain things certain meals first of all that we shouldn't miss because i found i've started to skip breakfast um and you know my eating sort of changed a bit because i'm here all down thinking i'll do that later or i'll get distracted and Mm. so first of all are there any sort of meals that we really shouldn't miss and also what what helps with sort of not making us feel sluggish and um gives us that you know that that energy and 
Okay, well, there's a couple of interesting things there. I mean, for a long time, we were always told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and all of that kind of stuff. But lately, I've actually been messing around with intermittent fasting, with what they call 16-8 intermittent fasting, where like your last meal would be your evening meal, say, 6, 7 p.m. And then the next meal would be 11 or 12 the next day. So you're having that ex- extended fasting period. Yeah know that it can enhance cellular processes that they call autophagy, which is where the cells actually start to uh, remove a lot of waste products and repair damaged proteins. And, you know, it it tends to improve certain immunological responses. It's great for fat burning as well, because if you if you stay in that state long enough, you start to move into nutritional ketosis. Obviously, you don't you don't necessarily stay in ketosis when you're eating normally unless you're following a keto diet. But during that extended period, you can um, move into nutritional ketosis where you're using body fat stores as an energy source. So there's quite a lot of benefits for it. But what a lot of people do is they'll just have lunch and dinner. You still have to calorie match the day. So you just miss out an entire meal's worth of fuel. You need to make sure that 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 comes in the rest of the day. So. So it doesn't really matter if you if you skip breakfast um, because because I, I don't always feel that hungry first thing in the morning. I mean, some days do. I mean, made a lovely breakfast or well, sort of brunch today. I had like maitake mushrooms cooked with garlic garlic butter on little toasted muffin with an egg on top, all that. But generally, I'm not hungry in the mornings. I don't usually get hungry until about eleven o'clock. So the, the, it's not the end of the world. You, what you need to do though is make sure that you still get your energy quota for the day. Right. So you still are getting like for women between uh, 1,800 to 2,000 calories, for men 2,500 thereabouts. Those numbers are completely arbitrary anyway, but you know that sort of ballpark. As long as you're getting the right the right amount of energy in, then it doesn't really make that much of a difference. And there may well be benefits for from that extended fasting period. Now, the other question about feeling less sluggish. There's so many reasons why we can feel like that. There really are so many reasons why we can feel like that from dehydration from poor sleep for obviously poor diet and poor fuel quality that's coming in it could be poor micronutrient status so for example if you're not getting enough b vitamins that the b vitamins are vital for actually turning glucose or fatty acids into atp which is the actual energy currency that our cells run on so we need um, niacin and riboflavin two of the b vitamins to actually allow that to that to happen so there's so many things that can potentially contribute to that it's very difficult to, to say an absolute oh this is what you do and you'll be fine but there are a few key things firstly avoid too many refined carbohydrates the white white rice white pasta refined sugar they send blood sugar up really quick and you can feel great for about half an hour but obviously your body responds to that because blood sugar is too high or too low Uh, both states are potentially life-threatening so we've got very very effective mechanisms to actually deal with both scenarios Um, if blood sugar goes too high that is the case after consuming those types of foods your body responds by uh, releasing the hormone insulin insulin binds to an insulin receptor on a cell opens a little doorway called a glucose transporter our cells take in that sugar they do it quite aggressively quite rapidly when blood sugar is raised to that extent and it comes crashing back down again so you feel even more sluggish you feel even more tired with your carbohydrate staples i mean i know we spoke about this um on the la- the last time make sure you're going for the for the multi-grain low glycemic variety so instead Instead of carpet bombing your blood sugar because they take much longer to digest and much longer to actually liberate their glucose 
it's more of a drip feeding effect and you don't get that um, blood sugar roller coaster. So you don't get the peaks and troughs. So that's number one. Number two, make sure you're always getting a good intake of the B vitamins for that reason that we just spoke about actually converting food into energy, so to speak. B vitamins, you'll find in whole grains, you'll find in meat and fish and green leafy vegetables. I am a big fan of taking a supplement as well, especially um, if you've been burning the candle at both ends, if you've got a lot going on, if there's a lot of stress, all of those things can eat up B vitamins very quickly. So extra B vits in a supplement can be very, very useful. Third thing, hydration. A, a 10% drop in, in hydration can lead to a 50% reduction in performance, both like cognitively and physically. So getting your hydration nailed is really important but it's very very easy to do so many people focus on these weird numbers again there's always these arbitrary numbers thrown around to try and give people guidelines but it, it it's seldom that effective your body gives you the best barometer okay you just drink water until your pee runs clear at the point that it's clear stop if you go beyond that you can potentially leach water soluble nutrients from the body and create a different set of problems as soon as it starts to get some color back into it Drink a little more until it runs clear again. As long as you're always at, the, at that point where, um, I mean, yeah, I randomly had this conversation with Philip Schofield on this morning, like a few weeks back, and he just started sort of saying about when he was in theatre, there was this crazy doctor that always used to run up to all the actors, say, pee clear, pee clear, pee clear. Oh, always keeping them at that, that kind of hydrated point. But yeah. that's your body telling you that you're perfectly hydrated. As soon as you start getting the colour back, that's when you start to drink a little more as long as you're always at that state you're perfectly hydrated for some people that's going to be three liters for some people that's going to be one and a half for athletes it might be five i mean there's so much variation mm. so those those few things whilst absolutely not an exhaustive list in terms of you know feeling more 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 vibrant and more energized they're going to be very very helpful have you got a water filter i haven't i i haven't you know what i I have owned them and, you know, I do like to drink a, a good quality mineral water and stuff like that. But you, you hear so many people like moaning about the tap water here. It's like, all right, you tell that to someone in Ethiopia. You tell that to someone in in the Yemen. You, you go and tell these people that you're moaning about having tap water. It's just like wind it in and drink the water. I mean, it's, I mean obviously, if you've got one, great. You know, they're, they're, they're a great idea. But I don't think we need to be as panicked as we are. I mean, all there's there's fluoride in it there's traces of contraceptive pills there's remnants of cocaine it's like and well it's not going to do anything it's not you know it's not it's not going to cause any damage it's not like you're having to drink out of a puddle or you know walk, walk 25 miles to get half a bottle of water for your family it's you know we're we're, we're blessed to have this kind of abundance right understood yeah, yeah. that's quite uh, cool I was going to say, is there anything, so I meant to ask you this uh, yesterday, but like with women of, of a certain age, you get like issues with thyroids and stuff. And I, I had a little kind of issue where it tipped over and I didn't want medication. So I just made sure that I was being super healthy and yeah. it's tipped back down again, which is quite good. But yeah. around that sort of issue, um, nutrition wise, because it's quite common in like women when they're stressed isn't yes. it i think that you and we i was going through quite a stressful time hi ever lily um so i just wondered if you you had any sort of food advice on that one as well it's case. very tricky i mean the only real well documented nutrient for supporting thyroid function is is the mineral iodine but taking supplements is generally risky without clinical uh guidance and clinical observation 
because it can it can tip things the other way and it can actually um, cause damage to the thyroid in the long term. Generally, what a lot of people are doing now is actually, uh, I mean, you're right in saying a lot of people that are going through chronic stress do tend to start getting these thyroid issues. And it's all to do with the stress hormones, because if you look at what the, what they call the mother hormone, there's, there's something called pregnenolone, which is one step a one-step conversion from cholesterol. So cholesterol converts into pregnenolone. Then all of our other hormones, like the steroidal hormones, like the, the, the sex hormones, hormones like DHEA, cortisol, adrenaline, all of those things then stem from pregnenolone. If you're going through high, and also the thyroid hormones are involved here as well. If you're going through high periods of stress, then that pregnenolone is basically just going down the pathway predominantly that's yielding the stress hormones, the cortisol, those kinds of things. And you start to, you know, with with men, you tend to find it, you, you get dips in testosterone. Um, and, you know, that's when things like ED and weight gain start to crop up. And in women, you start to get everything from cycle disruption through to abdominal weight gain, um, even even hair starting to fall out these these types of things and it tends that sounds like (laughs) menopause that sounds yeah yeah, i mean because it's it's, it's, it's a similar thing because if you if you're producing far too many of the of the stress hormones then you're not producing enough of the other steroidal hormones like estrogen for example so you're you're going to be having similar albeit toned down effects to what would happen in the menopause so dealing with stress is really really important i would say a really good uh, b complex and multi-mineral nice. complex is is going to be important but ultimately when it comes to when it comes to the issues that are associated with thyroid problems i find it easier to actually work with the physiological implications of the thyroid issues rather than the thyroid itself so we can work on blood sugar management we can work on um keeping the cardiovascular system more healthy we can work on getting uh, body fat down we can work on uh, reducing the physiological impact that stress has on the body you can work on those sorts of levels but it's much harder to target the thyroid directly without drugs Love that. I mean, that's. I was quite lucky, I think, because all the only sort of symptoms I was having was I was just tired. Yes. Really, really tired all the time. Um, and because you're very so, active, you're probably very metabolically very healthy. If you yeah. were, if you were more um, sedentary, if if you were less health conscious, then you may have found that you had more symptoms. Yeah. And it's so important, isn't it, that, well, for me, it was that I didn't want to go on medication. So when they retested my blood like four months later (laughs) and they rang and just said, you've gone down again. So actually, you're okay. Yeah, I thought, good. But I put that in place to try and not get as stressed and to try and deal all the reasons, the stuff that was causing it. Sometimes it can go so far that you can't, I guess. But it's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So as a person who's got anemia, I've uh, I had a, an iron infusion in the end, but that was really bad. But um, uh, I want your favourite way of cooking liver, please. You know what? Well, just with um, some, some red onions and a really good gravy on top of sweet potato mash. Oh, oh. wow. Job yeah. done. Bish bash. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. you abusing really, but yeah, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> do you? We're just chucking our health problems yeah. at him now. Sorry, Dale. <laughs> yeah, it is open. Yeah, it is interesting because there are quite a few people that I never knew until I posted something about having this iron infusion who are anemic. Um, I mean, my sort of uh, due to um, 
perimenopause probably but um we're still looking well i won't find anything out for ages now because i'm not going to the hospital um but um yeah it is amazing because i was unaware about how many people actually are anemic a lot of people that i really didn't real it's funny because i just think because i'm brown and a lot of my friend i've got a lot of brown brown friends a lot of my brown friends are anemic <laughs> you know you think <laughs> too brown to be anemic yeah now it's very it's very common for darker skins to have lower levels of vitamin d right yes yes because obviously the you know the, with the amount of carrot um uh, what's the word melanin that's present you you've actually got a reduced capacity for vitamin d synthesis but i don't i with with iron i just i just see high levels of iron deficiency in um in women with normal menstrual cycles mm. yeah that's where it's really really common they don't fully appreciate the amount of of loss that can that can actually occur during a period so i always say look supplement the week before and during the period and then stop supplementing so every month you're going through that 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 supplement cycle generally provided there's good dietary sources as well you can keep iron levels at a you know a healthy range that's really interesting and what and do you like being cooked for or cooking for others who doesn't absolutely i I love being cooked for um it doesn't happen often enough no i can't bear with watching (laughs) me I can't. I can't bear watching this. Just let me do it. Yeah. You're actually quite. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I'm, ha- I'm happy to, uh, you know, pour a glass or something, put my feet up, and uh, wait for it to be served. But you know what? I do love. I do love cooking a roast. I like, you know, the whole thing of, um, you know, having loads of people around and you know, cooking a roast dinner and the theatre of it all. Yeah, is I that love, your favourite sort of meal experience? Yes. Yeah. 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 What about yours, Kelly? What, my favourite meal experience? Obviously not with Chris at the moment. No, definitely not. I like going out. I love going somewhere really nice and yeah, having a really them. nice meal. Yeah, you're bugging. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, I mean, that's one of the first things that I'm going to do is um, as, soon, as soon as we're able to go back out, I'm going to make a beeline for a sushi place. So oh. I, I am obsessed with sushi. I love it. Absolutely love sushi. And um, somewhere like Sticks and Sushi, or this really, really, I'm not in that much of a hurry to get to London again anytime soon. Um, but there's a great place in Soho. Like I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Dozo. And it, oh, the sushi is just incredible. We are so going to appreciate those moments where we walk through those doors. Yes. Once God, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. We'll all be sitting diagonally to each other and on our own tables just to break ourselves in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like with hazmat suits. And <laughs> yeah. And wipes. Really yeah. Good candle in between, please. And we, we'll be getting drinks poured with a watering can. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> Like, oh, two meters two meters i was thinking that today i was thinking when this all goes back to normal when will we still like look at people and be like mm, two meters apart how long will it take us to forget that and sort of let go it's a weird isn't it i'm yeah. a bit cynic with the human the, the human race and i just think yeah things will go <laughs> things will just crash and burn and then we'll just go back to normal go again. back oh, yeah i hope so yeah wearing pink oh well same time tomorrow dale yeah. and the day after that <laughs> the day after that uh, uh, i think you've got two super fans now yeah absolutely oh, thank, you. thank you so much honestly yes. and um yeah just quickly what's your superfood oh let's end on a superfood you 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 yeah. you're I, at I, the moment 
Oily fish. I mean, I, I think we don't get anywhere near enough of the long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, the EPA and the DHA that you find in oily fish. So many important health benefits. So I think if there's one thing you need to eat more of, it is that. Right, so my 92-year-old dad was right. Yay. And he's, that's why he's 92 and he's still exactly. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Kelly? Oh, spinach. I have it in everything. Smoothies, juices. I have eggs on it. I love, love spinach. I think yeah. it's fab. Yeah. It's my favourite. What about Especially you? Like a nice uh, satay sauce. Ooh. Chips. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> With red wine and antibiotics. <laughs> in a blender. Yeah. Woo, look at this. <laughs> Jenny Powell's cocktail. <laughs> thanks so much what a hoop oh, you're lovely yes thank you um, the medicinal chef um, and I'm going to go and get your book and I'm going to start cooking that's yay it. <laughs> cool. Which one? there's a few to choose from now yeah, yeah. John Eight, 18 I'm on now this what 18 yeah <gasps> my 18 hell. came out last week which oh, was wow. being old and lazy with family. Huh? Which one shall I buy? <laughs> 18. Which you know what? I, I, I read the, the, my favourite one is one called The Power of Three. But that's, oh, I love that. Uh, right. that's, uh, so that, that's a great one. But there's a really nice one just called How to Cook Healthily, okay. which is a real back to basics guide to, um, you know, upgrading your diet and, and eating healthier and cooking better. Is that the one that's out now? Um, the latest one that came out is called the Nutrition Bible, and it's the first one that I've done that's not got any recipes in. Oh, yeah, you were saying about yeah. this, so it's all like, this, nutrition. This the thing, I'm, I'm actually starting to – I want to do a little bit less with food for a while just because I've been doing so much with it and using it as that delivery system for the information for such a long time. Because there's so many ways that you can approach nutrition as a subject, I just want to shake things up a little bit. You know, So I'm going to be opening my clinics again. I'm going to be opening one in Cheshire and in um, London as well. So, um, yeah. It's uh, and you know doing more of the clinical side of things and more of the more of the geekier stuff. I'm working on a supplement line, just just exploring different ways to to do stuff with it. So certainly, probably a lot of the the content and the books and stuff that are going to be coming in in the next few years will be much more text heavy and much more um, science oriented. Okay. I've got to go because my bone broth's boiling over. So I'll tell you what, that's yeah. <laughs> first no, it's problem, bone, right, Jenny. It's got bone problem. broth on it, and Polly's like, oh, "Is it that broth again?" <laughs> on this show with me, which was called Big Star Little Star, and you take your okay, kids yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. And um, Phil, that's that, isn't it? Eh? Is it Phil that does that? No, it's. Um, oh, no, it's Mr. and Mrs. Isn't it? What's the name of the guy who's always with Anton Is Day? it Stephen Mulheron or something? Yeah. And he thought it was so hilarious because they had like pictures of stuff from my house, like the dog and the blah, blah, blah. And then there was this this big pot of broth. <laughs> and what is that, Polly? And she went, it's where mum puts bones in a pot on water and boils it up and I have to eat it. <laughs> like, that's a great, great advert. For, like a proper cauldron. You like stir it with an oar. The way she made it, it sounded like I was torturing her, like it was abusive. It was ridiculous. So she's got broth today. <laughs> oh, Pollyanna. <laughs> okay. 
Brilliant. Cool. Thank you. You you go and tend to your bones and uh, (laughs) we'll speak again soon, I hope. Tomorrow and the day after that, don't forget. It's going to be the longest (laughs) podcast episode ever. You're going to hate us by the end of it. Oh, thank you so much. See you later. Take care, Dale. Bye. Okay.